Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? I'm coming back to you guys with another division breakdown. Today it's going to be the NFC West and in my opinion this is probably the most stacked division in terms of real life NFL and for fantasy. Every team has relevant players at basically every position so I think this is going to be a really interesting video. If you guys are watching the video and are enjoying the content please make sure you guys leave a like and subscribe to the channel. That really helps me out a lot. And then also, let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section, and I'll make sure to get back to you. Let's get started here with the Seattle Seahawks, and you got to start off with Russell Wilson, who right now is being picked as the seventh quarterback in drafts, and I think that's a pretty fair ranking. I have him one or two slots lower than that, but in my opinion, I just think he has the name value where on real draft day, People are just going to push him off their draft board because he's a guy they know. He's widely recognized as a top-tier NFL quarterback, and so I just think that's going to push his value outside of where I think he should be selected. But if he's healthy, he's basically guaranteed to finish as a QB1. I just don't really see him having a path to the top four like quarterbacks in points per game like I can see with a lot of other guys that I have ranked ahead of him. But he is just a very consistent guy in terms of season to season, maybe not week to week, but from 2012 to 2020, Russell Wilson's entire career, he's basically stayed between like 17 points per game and then 22.5 points per game, which he had last year. So he's always in that similar range. He's always going to be a guy that's kind of a mid-tier QB1, but I just don't see him having that top-tier potential this year. Quarterback points per game continues to rise year after year because of more running quarterbacks being implemented. But here in 2021, as more and more guys are getting those rush opportunities, it seems like the Seahawks are going to be trying to take some work off of Russell Wilson's shoulders, which obviously is not ideal for fantasy. I think he's going to throw the ball less. And I also think they're probably not going to want him to be taking all these hits. So I just don't see there's any way he has an increase in carries this year. So I feel like he's probably going to stay pretty close to what he did in 2020, which just doesn't give you the ceiling as guys like Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Kyler, Josh Allen, Mahomes. It doesn't have the same ceiling as all those guys. But even if he does see a decrease in his pass attempts, I think this passing offense is still going to be solid, which is why the Seahawks weapons are still very valuable this year. DK Metcalf is locked in as a wide receiver one. I talked about him in my recent video where I compared him to Justin Jefferson kind of broke down their previous years and then what I expect from them in 2021 and he's a guy I definitely like he's going to be a wide receiver one if everyone stays healthy and then another guy that I like from the Seahawks offense is Tyler Lockett I think he honestly could be a pretty decent value pick right now he's being picked as wide receiver 22 I could actually even see that dropping just because he doesn't have a huge flashy name attached to him but he did finish as the number 12 wide receiver in points per game for 2020. And obviously, the knock on Tyler Lockett is that his 2020 was just terribly inefficient, which is 100% true. I mean, he would go for like three receptions, 20 yards, and then the next week, 13 receptions, 200 yards, and three touchdowns. You really just had no idea what you were getting from him. But you know, when you look back at his entire season, he still produced. And you know, I'll take that inconsistency if he's going to finish you know, 10 spots ahead of where I'm drafting him. At tight end, I've talked about this in a couple videos. I really like Gerald Everett as a late round option. I think he finally has a chance to be the true number one tight end on a team. And you know, he's going to have that opportunity in this explosive offense. 
And then moving on to the run game, I also really like Chris Carson this year. I think if he stays healthy, he's basically a lock to finish as a mid-tier running back too. It seems like basically every year you draft Chris Carson, he's going to overachieve, you know, basically with the exception of last year because he dealt with those injuries. But they re-signed him, so he's going to be the running back one there. I think he's going to get the majority of the carries, and he showed a lot of improvement in the receiving game last year, which I think could really help him here in 2021. Let's move on to the Los Angeles Rams. And starting off at the quarterback position, throughout this offseason, I just continue to feel better and better about Matthew Stafford. He did struggle last year, but I mean, with the Detroit Lions, he was basically in a pretty unwinnable situation. There wasn't a lot going for him. Kenny Galladay dealt with injuries, and then it seemed like he was basically holding out at the end of the year. So he just didn't have those top tier weapons. But I just want to remind everyone that before Stafford had his season-ending injury in 2019, he was the QB4 in points per game, and that was while playing on an offense that honestly wasn't that great. You know, it wasn't as bad as 2020, but it still wasn't one of those top-tier offenses with a ton of top weapons. And so being traded to the Rams, I mean, Matthew Stafford has upgraded tremendously. He's now playing alongside two stud receivers in Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. He has a solid tight end in Higby. He has a great offensive-minded head coach in Sean McVay, and they have a solid run game, solid O-line. And I just want you guys to keep in mind that Sean McVay was able to make Goff look like a capable NFL quarterback, brought that team to the Super Bowl. So just imagine what he's going to be able to do with Matthew Stafford. Diving into Stafford's weapons, every year Robert Woods is basically a lock to finish as the wide receiver too. He did it in 2018, 2019, and 2020, and it still seems like he's undervalued every year. And I mean, this year, it's only looking better for him with Stafford coming in. I wouldn't be surprised if he turned in a high-end wide receiver two season or even potentially broke into that wide receiver one group. He's currently going as the wide receiver 19, which I think is definitely a value because you're basically picking him at his floor. If he does what he's done every other year, he'll finish as the wide receiver 19, but I think there's a lot of room for him to improve on that ranking. And then we have Cup at wide receiver 23, which I think is also a pretty interesting ranking. I could honestly see both of these guys finishing as top 15 wide receivers this year with this improved offense. And then I'm also a big fan of Tyler Higby this year. With Everett gone, you know, he's going to be the number one. And Stafford fed Hawkinson last year, so we know he's not afraid of passing to his tight ends. So another guy that I like out of this Rams offense. Finishing up with the run game, Cam Akers, a guy I definitely like. He's in my top 12 running backs. I think he's going to be the workhorse of that offense. Took him a while to get going last year, but once he finally broke out, the Rams were just feeding him. I expect that to continue into 2021. He may not get super involved in the passing game. They didn't really use him there last year, but he's going to get around 20 carries a game on a high-scoring offense, which is definitely something you want to see. And so to wrap it up, I'm pretty high on basically every position here on this Rams offense. Let's move on to the Arizona Cardinals. And so right now, Kyler Murray is my QB2, and he's going 18 picks after Patrick Mahomes, which I think is pretty crazy. That's a round and a half. Kyler finished the season averaging 23.7 points per game, but he was on pace for that number to be much higher until he had his shoulder injury in week 11. And that shoulder injury really dropped the ceiling of Kyler Murray because it led to him rushing less. 
He only ran the ball double-digit times once in his last seven games after he got that shoulder injury. Despite doing this five times in his first nine games, as you saw those rush attempts definitely fall off, which is a huge way that Kyler Murray gets his fantasy points. So if those aren't there, it definitely is just gonna decrease his production overall. And so when I'm looking for value at the quarterback position this year, there are just a couple of guys that continue to stand out as values to me. They keep falling into positions where I'd be happy to draft them. And so those four guys right now, it's Kyler Murray, everything I just talked about, that rushing upside, he has improved weapons this year with AJ Green and Rondell Moore coming in. And he's only going into his third year, so he could still improve a lot. And then Lamar Jackson, crazy upside at the quarterback position. I think people are down on him because of his poor 2020. And then Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford are guys I like later in the draft. And I think they have a ton of potential despite being picked in the late single digit rounds or even some of the double digit rounds. Looking at Kyler's number one weapon, I expect DeAndre Hopkins to improve on his 2020 season where he finished as wide receiver eight in points per game. With a year of chemistry with Kyler, I really think Hopkins should be locked in as a high-end wide receiver one, especially like I mentioned earlier with the new weapons coming in, I think can help take the pressure off of D-Hop. Cardinals signed AJ Green and then drafted Rondell Moore. If you think AJ Green has anything left in the tank, he's a guy you could take a late round flyer on. I'm not sure how the Cardinals are gonna use Rondell Moore. He's obviously a very talented player, but he needs to be in the right fit. They need to be trying to get him the ball out of the backfield, quick passes, screens, all that stuff. And so I just don't know if he's gonna get enough volume as a rookie to be fantasy relevant, but I definitely like the player. There's not really anything here to talk about at the tight end position. I just don't think anyone out of that group is gonna be fantasy relevant. At the running back position, I think Chase Edmonds is currently going too high. He's going as running back 27, and it doesn't really make sense to me because it seemed like before the Cardinals went out and signed James Conner, it seemed like Chase Edmonds was going kind of in the early 20s, so like 21, 22, 23. And then the way I see it, they bring in a guy who basically has ended the hopes of Chase Edmonds being the workhorse and his ADP barely drops. So I think he's definitely overvalued here at running back 27. He's one of the best receiving backs in the NFL, but I just think the Cardinals have made it clear they do not want him to be the workhorse which is why they brought in James Conner. And I think James Conner is a much better value going at running back 38. Conner has the opportunity to take the majority of the carries and get the red zone work in a high scoring offense, which just isn't something you're gonna find at his current ADP. All right, to finish up the NFC West, we've gotta talk about the San Francisco 49ers. There's really a lot of confusion about their quarterback situation right now. I expect Jimmy G to be the starter and I don't think he has much value if he is the guy. But if Trey Lance did take over, he's definitely a much more intriguing fantasy option just due to his crazy rushing ability. It likely wouldn't be as good for the 49ers weapons, but I mean, for Trey Lance individually, I think he's a better option than Jimmy G. Right now, the top two wide receivers in that offense, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, are both being picked as wide receiver threes. Brandon Ayuk is a higher end wide receiver three, and Debo Samuel is a late wide receiver three. But the thing is, it's just really unclear how this work is gonna be split up between the two pass catchers. I would lean towards Ayuk being more involved, but both of them have shown the ability to have success with carries and quick plays to get the ball in their hands. But we just don't know which guy is gonna get more of that work, which is really gonna to lead to more fantasy success. They also have to compete with George Kittle, 
who I think is their number one weapon on that team. He's a clear top three tight end, but he is pretty firmly behind Kelsey and Waller in my rankings. The 49ers running offense is one of the best in the league, but last year it was just very unpredictable in terms of fantasy. It's pretty rare when you have an offense that gets so many rush yards through their running backs, but they don't really have a top tier fantasy guy. It's just pretty strange. But when I'm looking at all the guys in their backfield, I really like Raheem Mostert as a mid-round running back. He's currently going as RB30. So that's three slots after Chase Edmonds, which I just think is crazy because Raheem Mostert has a legit shot to take over this backfield. And if he can stay healthy and claim that job, I mean, he would have unreal value just because of how efficient this rushing offense is. And another player from that backfield who's pretty interesting is Trey Sermon, who I think has an outside shot of being the RB1 in that offense. I would definitely say the 49ers backfield became much more appealing after Jeff Wilson went down with that torn meniscus. Obviously, it's not good that Jeff Wilson got injured, but just in terms of fantasy, it definitely cleared some things up in that backfield. All right, so that is going to wrap it up for all the teams in the NFC West. Definitely a stacked division for the NFL and for fantasy. If you guys enjoyed this video, please make sure you leave a like and subscribe. I would really appreciate it. And also let me know your thoughts down below. I'll get back to you. But thank you guys for watching and listening. I'll see you tomorrow.